All right, folks. Well, it's a tough week to be a Packer fan. It was a it was a tough loss to the, in the 49ers game. I know we're not an official Green Bay Packer podcast, but we've been talking about it lately. Um, one takeaway I took away from that game is I think the Packers are still great, no doubt. But when it comes down to it, always play to win. Do not play not to lose. So that was my takeaway from it. But we have a great episode today. We're going to be interviewing our director of soccer, Liam Nevin from Australia. So let's get to the unfiltered game plan by Valley Sports Academy. All righty, folks, we're going to get going here on the unfiltered game plan with Valley Sports Academy. Before I do so, I would love to introduce our awesome sponsor, Pillar Bank, local banking done right. Thank you, Pillar Bank, for your sponsorship of the podcast and just being a part of everything we do here at Valley Sports Academy. So now it's time to get to our guest. He's all the way from the land down under. <laughs> Pretty decent Australian accent there for you folks. I thought you nailed it. Yeah. Our director of soccer, Liam Nevin. Hey, thanks for coming on today, Liam. Absolutely, man. I didn't have a choice, but uh, no, I'm just kidding. It's uh it's fun to be here, and uh, obviously I get to chat a bit more about everything. I know it's been a long time coming, uh, you know, waiting to get here, so I'm happy I'm finally here. So. Yeah, it really has been a long time coming because we – when did we kind of, like, sign the deal? Was it November? It would have been, like, really early November. Yeah, so that's, it's, uh, that's what I thought. Yeah, I've been counting down the days. Yeah, because so. we, we were in a director of soccer search for – Gosh, I think we started in June when we really did the search. So, yep. like, just that was a long time coming, and you just kind of appeared out of nowhere, um, and conversations went really well. So then I remember in November we signed the deal and got everything figured out, and yep. then it was like a huge weight was lifted off my shoulders. Yeah, so, mine too. <laughs> yeah, which was awesome. So we're we're happy to have you here, man, and the purpose of today's podcast is we want to get to know you a little bit better, yeah. introduce you to our Valley Sports Academy family, and just have a little fun, talk a little soccer. How's that sound? Sounds good to me, man. Sounds Fantastic. good. I've met some people already, which has been really cool. I uh, got to go to a tournament yesterday, so, um, you know, thrust straight into it, but it's that's, you know, that's why we're here, so. Hey, that's why you're making the big bucks, right? Sure. <laughs> <laughs> Absolutely. Um, one thing I want to say before we get started here with Liam, I am missing our co-host phil swiler today so phil's out with some personal things so get well phil i miss you man but liam and i are gonna take the reins today and have some fun here so liam give the listeners your background let's start from the beginning your background's a little different than most so yeah start uh, from from day one to where you're at one. now day that's one a, that's a long time ago uh so yeah originally you know from brisbane australia uh born and bred over there and uh you know, played soccer my whole life. I mean, I'm from the south side of Brisbane. So, I mean, Brisbane's the capital city in, in Australia. Queensland's my state. So, uh, very proud Queenslander. Um, yeah, I grew up playing. Uh, my dad played when, uh, you know, he was younger. And, and uh, that just filtered down to me. And I kind of always knew I just wanted to be a, a soccer player, um, soccer coach. Um, once I kind of made a transition. Um, you know, played a couple other sports growing up, but uh, soccer was always, always the thing I loved the most. And, um, you know, it just, uh, it grabbed me very young. Obviously now, you know, technology is crazy. So everyone, it's much more accessible to everybody. I know I was, a, you know, growing up trying to watch, you know, European leagues and stuff like that. Like it was, uh, 
it was fun, but also hard to have to stay up, you know, one, two o'clock in the morning, which wasn't always allowed because I was, you know, still a kid. But mm -hmm. uh, no, it was uh, really cool. Um, obviously, being from Australia, once I kind of moved over here, um, you know, it's just made me appreciate even more just, you know, being from Australia and being able to represent my country, being over here, you know. Um, so, yeah, super cool. Awesome. 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 So what was your soccer career like? Why, why don't you give us maybe just like a quick little like, you know, when you when you started playing, what yeah. clubs did you play at growing up? And then obviously under the college and semi pro and stuff like that. Yeah. So, I mean, yeah, I played on the in the south side of Brisbane and the Brisbane Premier League. Um, when I was young, I played for a club called Rochdale Rovers. That was my hometown um, club. Um, that's where I really spent most of my youth career um, playing. Um, you know, I've spent a couple seasons um, at a different club um, as I got older, and that's kind of where I, you know, really developed um, as a as a player and became a decent player. Um, but Rochdale Rovers was my, my hometown um, club. Uh, I then moved to a club called Mount Gravatt. Um, my coach actually went there and and we had a really, really good team. Um, probably one of the best uh, youth teams, um, definitely in the in the state of Queensland, potentially in the country. Uh, I mean, we had a lot of players that went on to you know represent you know the state, go to national titles. Um, I know our team one year, you know, we I think we lost one game um, out of thirty. So you know, we we were we were a very decent. good team, and yeah, it was decent, decent season. Um, <laughs> but uh, yeah, spent. A couple of years at Mount Gravatt, that's where that, that team was probably the best team I played on um, in terms of youth soccer. And then um, from there, I mean, God, I can't even remember now. I think it was when I was around 15, um, that team, we decided to uh, uh, take a jump and kind of we went on a, a European tour, which was awesome. Um, it was a really cool experience because obviously a lot of us supported teams over there. So, um, we, you know, we went all around the UK, England. Um, we were over there for three weeks. We had to play some kind of prestigious academies over there. So, you know, we, we were based in Crystal Palace. We played against the, you know, Man City Academy before it was the Man City of today, um, which was super cool and got to experience what, you know, we'd all kind of grown up wanting to get to, right, yeah. uh, in the in the UK because a lot of us were big uh, English Premier League fans. So um, that was really cool. Um, once I came back from there, I actually got selected to be a part of an academy of sport in Australia. So the state academy of sport. Um, so, you know, they brought in all the best players for a couple age groups, um, which was super cool. And uh, I mean, that was, yeah, definitely the highest level I played at. Um, and it was, you know, super, super competitive. Uh, I was unfortunate. I got, I got hit with the injury bug for a little bit. Um, but some of the players I played with at that level, um, you know, a lot of them actually just retired from being professionals. So, I got a lot of guys that, you know, play professionally in Europe, played, you know, in Asia, um, s still currently play uh, in Australia in the, in the A-League, which is awesome. And um, yeah, so, I mean, it, it was a it was a cool experience growing up. Um, after I kind of got injured, I had to, I, I took a kind of a hit. I had to, I got dropped from that team just because, you know, it's a, it's a point where you're picking, are you going to have a guy that's going to be fit or a guy that's going to be on a operating table, right? Yeah. Um, so I was unfortunately the latter there. So, um, you know, had to take a step back, went back to club soccer. Um, and at that stage, I'm kind of, you know, 16, 17. Um, so I'm playing men's league soccer. Um, I went back to my hometown team. So the Rochdale Rovers, again, um, was a part of their first team squad. Um, played a lot of reserve grade games there, um, youth games. And 
then made one more jump um, to a different club um, called Capalaba Bulldogs. And uh, that's where I kind of, I just got frustrated, honestly. And it's, uh, it's you know, hindsight's twenty twenty. You kind of look at kids now getting frustrated with things. You go, oh, I know how that feels. So, yeah, 100%. Um, you know, I got, I just kept getting hurt. And, uh, you know, kind of, I actually walked away from playing and wanted to walk away from the game for a little bit just to clear my head. Um, so, you know, I, I stopped playing. It was kind of mid-season. I said, look, I'm, I'm packing it in. I took kind of a couple months off. And, and I kind of just wanted something different for a little bit. So I actually, you know, I took some time off, played a bit of basketball, just kind of wreck stuff to have a bit yeah. of fun. And, uh, and did that for, you know, a couple of years. Um, still heavily watched soccer, co- coached here and there, but was just kind of, you know, when you've been doing something that long for – you know, at, at that level, it just takes a toll mentally on you. Yeah, so, 100%. you know, I took a break from it. And uh, honestly, it was, I do regret not playing more. But, uh, you know, it's definitely, it's made me, you know, appreciate the game a lot more now. So Yeah. Getting off script here now. We're getting unfiltered. So mm. just hearing some of this stuff, like, you've, you've had a lot of learning. Absolutely. Over yeah, the ways. Learning, and honestly, yeah. like, a lot of learning from mm-hmm. – um, uncontrollables number one like you you can't really control getting injured there's things you can do to maybe prevent it or try to prevent it but the injuries just happen it's part of sports so you know you kind of had something that shortened your career and obviously you were playing at a very high level um and your your ceiling was probably much taller than where you were at at that point so what are some things that you've learned from those trials and the the getting injured and kind of being almost held back that now you're trying to teach to kids now um, and use those experiences, but kind of pay it forward and help, yeah. help our future out. Um, a lot of it's just, you know, enjoying it. Like, you know, obviously when you're in it and you're competitive and obviously I know you did things at a competitive level yourself. Um, you're so caught up in the competitive aspect of it that you don't appreciate what you're doing. Right. Yeah. So just trying to, you know, help kids. I'm sorry, that was that was bone chilling. Oh, yeah, yeah, right. You get um, so caught up that so, you don't. Yeah, I mean, it's uh, you know, I look, you know, you look back and you go, oh, I wish I did this differently or yeah. better or whatever. And and a lot of it is, you know, I had fun while I was doing it, but definitely there was so much pressure. You know, I want to be this player. I wanted to be this player. And when you're not hitting your own expectations, you just get really mad, and it just like really hits you mentally. Um, I know me now it's just helped as a coach. Like, you know, I can now look at a kid. I was at a tournament yesterday, you know, you see kids get frustrated with a, something that doesn't go their way. It's just like control the controllables, like kind of you said, right? Some things are uncontrollable. If you can control what you can as much as possible and enjoy what you're doing, you're going to be better off for it. Yeah, um, and 100%. that's just something, you know, teaching kids like, you know, even if you're, you know, and everyone wants to win. I'm a competitive guy as well. But, you know, if you're – in a position where, you know, you're playing really well and it's just not falling your way, focus on the things you did well, not the things you did wrong, right? Yeah. Um, because the fact that you did well, it just didn't come off. Keep fo- focusing on that because if you focus on the negatives, that's all that's going to consume you. So Yeah, 100%. So just looking at it, I mean, you're coming from the Toka Soccer in Columbus, mm, Ohio. Yep. Now you're the director of soccer here mm. at Valley Sports Academy. So what excites you most about your new role? Um, I mean, getting back in and, uh, I mean, at Toka, I was doing a lot of individual based training, um, you know, managing 
kind of personal training for soccer type deal. Um, so, you know, you get to do that, you know, individual development stuff, which is awesome. I love that part of the game. Um, but you miss out on, you know, the tactical side of things, how you can set up for different teams and, and make, you know, a collective be better than some of its parts type of thing. Um, that's something I missed. Um, being at Toka, that's what I'm excited about here where, you know, we can put in a structure to help kids succeed the most as you know, best they can. Um, you know, I want, I'm very much, uh, I want them to try things and make mistakes. I'm, you know, in the moment we'll be like, ah, that could have come off a lot better, but I love ideas and seeing creativity. That's something that I love seeing with players. And I think here we can do that, uh, you know, on a big scale because we got a lot of players, right? We have a lot of teams that, you know, range from youngsters to, you know, much more mature players coming out of high school, willing to go to college, that type of thing. So, that's an exciting part for me, which you can kind of instill belief in players from a young age. Cause I know that's something that, you know, I thrived on from my coaches, you know, mm -hmm. they, they believed in what I could do and I want to do the same thing for players, you know, here um, to help them not only individually, but obviously progress as a team. So, yeah, I think that's, that's such a good point. Like we, as coaches, we should, we should teach kids how to play sports the right way, but yeah. also yep. allow them to be creative and try things Definitely. like, when you're, you know, when you're 10, 11, 12, 13, 14, like really those wins and losses, they mean nothing, yep. you know? So you're better off like having kids maybe trying some, trying some moves they've been working on in the backyard. Yep. And if they don't work out, like don't be upset with them and teach them just to be a, be just like a basic chess yeah, a piece, robot, right? yeah. like a robot yeah. out there. Like that's, Definitely. I think that's a valuable lesson to teach coaches and parents listening, like it's okay to let kids get outside the box a little yeah, bit because that's going to help them find success when, when winning truly matters. And that's once definitely. you get to high school and those older ages. Absolutely. Definitely. And, you know, just giving them the tools. I was like, you know, when I was a, a player, I was a left wing. I was a, I was a creative player. I wanted to make things happen all the time, whether that's, that was a good thing or not. Um, and I want obviously to instill that belief in the players here, right? Like give them the opportunity to, try things obviously there's gonna be things where it's like oh maybe that's not the right time it's educating them to pick their moments and when they need to do it but it's also educating their parents too like players today like i said it's much more accessible with social media and, and the internet and everything where they get to see games every other day yeah um you know their favorite players the professionals doing it you know on a daily basis and I know growing up, I saw players that were my favorite players. I saw that them do a move or do something. I was like, I'm going to try that. Yeah, 100%. And, and, you know, when you see a player try that and then you're telling them, you shouldn't have done that, it just deflates them. So I want to give them, you know, the utmost confidence. And it might not be the right moment to use a move, but, hey, I love that you tried it, right? Let's yeah. figure out the right time to do it. So That's so good, too. It's like sometimes when they try to pull off a move, it's not that it's a bad play it's yeah. just there's there's a time and place exactly. for everything exactly yeah. you know so i love it but we've been talking a lot of soccer here so i'm going to switch it up a little bit okay. did you play multiple sports growing up or were you yeah. primarily a soccer player uh, i mean soccer yeah i mean soccer was my my main sport absolutely my you know i knew that was the thing i wanted to be about part of the most i actually played tennis as well um really yeah so i went from team sport to individual which was wild um and then I play, yeah, I mean, I played basketball as well. That was, those were kind of my, the three sports I love the most. But I mean, yeah, so soccer was it, but I definitely played others. And then, you know, I mean, at school and stuff, you're, you're mucking about like playing different things. Like, you know, we're in Australia where 
you know, we're a big cricketing company, so we play, you know, cricket, um, you know, every now and then as well. We'd I play. have no clue how that game yeah, works. Yeah, I mean, I it's, just, I, it's, I, I uh, cannot figure it's, it out. It's the rest of the world's baseball. Yeah, literally. <laughs> so, um, yeah, I mean, I, lo- I, I don't see much cricket being over here since I moved over here just because it's not a sport here. But, um, you know, every time I go back to Australia, it's always on a... I love to watch it here and there. Um, and then rugby, I mean, we're my whole family big rugby um, supporters. We love the Brisbane Broncos, our hometown team. Okay. Um, they've not been great for a while. actually lost the grand final last year. So, um, But rugby was a sport that I, I enjoyed and never played um, just because I was focused on soccer. It was, you know, they ran the same time. So, yeah, 100%. Um, soccer took precedent. But, yeah, I mean, I, I'm a... I love sports in general. Like I, I can appreciate every sport for what it is. Like yeah. I know we've talked. Like I, I enjoy golf as well. Um, that's kind of my my spot now, <laughs> where I can kind of relax. And I don't well, need to be like at that level. Well, that's like every athlete's right? spot yeah. when yeah, you retire. Yeah, exactly. Right. Like it's you. You can't do your sport anymore apart from coach it, and then you go to. I'm just gonna hit a ball into the woods. So. Um, but yeah, I mean, I love all sports, but those would be the three that I played growing up that were big things. Fantastic. So do you think it's important for youth athletes that they play multiple sports? Like, is that something that you're passionate about? Yeah, absolutely. Obviously I'm biased to soccer, but I, there's definitely benefits because it's different every way, right? Mm -hmm. Like, you know, each sport, like I definitely benefited from playing tennis because it was a different thought it's a much more strategic sport in terms of individually how do you how do you wear a different player down right yeah and i took that mentality because it's similar in soccer like you don't have to score a goal every time you have the ball um you know it's can you wear them down and and i use that from tennis um you know i looked at basketball being you know soccer but with your hands right yeah. so is it it's very similar but every sport has its advantages because there's different skill sets so you know you might have a player that you know, play soccer and they do things a certain way and you have a different player that their main sport is hockey and then they mm-hmm. come into play soccer and they just have a different skill set because they think about things differently because yeah. they see things a different way than a soccer player would. So, um, no, I think kids growing up, I mean, obviously, if you're going to be good at a sport, you need to be specific, but try stuff to find which one you really want to do because um, that's only going to help you in terms of your skill set. So Yeah, 100%. And I feel like, too, um, like... I'm not a soccer genius. There's a reason we hired you and brought you here. It's because we need a soccer <laughs> I'm glad you person think that. <laughs> doing soccer. Um, but with it, like I just think about you playing tennis, and you're like playing tennis, like you're you're shuffling your footwork. Like I feel like when you play different sports, like you're learning all these different skills Definitely. and techniques Definitely. that almost make you a better player in yep. the sport that like you're the most passionate about. Yep. Because you know, all of a sudden, maybe you're doing a, a tennis movement with the soccer ball and it's helping you advance no exactly i think tennis the the one thing or the one skill i think i took from tennis the most was probably just my my lateral quickness because like you said you're shuffling side to side you're always you're the game's not so much forward and back it's a lot of side to side movement and getting to different spots and and i think that helped me uh, as a player soccer wise definitely because it gave me a different you know boost of power doing those types of things i was used to moving side to side where you know some players are so used to going forwards and backwards that they don't have the lateral quickness so it definitely helped i mean yeah other sports it helps 100 percent because you see things differently yeah. you're doing different movements you're you're building different muscles that you wouldn't actually have in your sport so well and then like like kind of talking about the vision aspect mm-hmm. too yeah. like 
you know, you're playing basketball. Well, you got to read, like if you're playing defense, you got to read what the guy's going to yeah, do with no, the exactly. ball. You got to kind of see it before it happens. And yep. I'm sure tennis, I'm terrible at tennis. I pretty <laughs> much hit dangerous when I play tennis. Gotcha, that yeah, that yeah. tennis ball is gone. <laughs> um, but you kind of, yep. I'm sure it's kind of the same. Like you yep. kind of have to read the player yep. before they hit the ball so you can make that quick adjustment. And Absolutely. Be there. Yeah. I mean, tennis as well is a lot of, you know, anticipation of where mm-hmm. that ball's going to go, right? Because you don't have a, a big, uh, you know, margin for error, so to speak. If you if you guess wrong, you're not getting there. So yeah, um, no, it's definitely hundred percent different sports help every way. So yeah, I I love your mindset. I mean, there's a reason I I hired you <laughs> and brought you in here. Yeah. It's I think it's such an important lesson for parents. Like it's okay for your kid to specialize in one sport. Yeah, but they should be playing a couple other ones, even if it's just at the recreational level. Yeah, definitely. Because it's going to help benefit you in the sport you want to specialize in. Absolutely. Absolutely. Obviously, yeah, be your be a specialist in that sport but go you know go to a camp go do something yeah. where you're you're seeing different things because you know it's one it's going to relax you because you're not going to be as tense because it's not your sport mm-hmm. right like you can just go have fun and be free and and enjoy it and sometimes that's going to help a kid obviously you know respect their sport a lot more as well and, and be you know more involved with it because they're like oh i can use this there right so no it's it's definitely an important thing yeah 100 percent so one thing I'm very curious about is you grew up playing in Australia. Uh-huh. Now you're very heavy involved in the U.S. Mm-hmm. What are some noticeable differences between soccer in Australia? And we can, you can take it from grassroots youth all the way to pro yeah. compared to the U.S. Like what are some differences, um, good or bad, that you're noticing from yeah. the two? Um, I think Australia, we definitely – we follow very an English model of how things work. Um, you know, the U.S. You'll have your, like you have your, you know, UPSL clubs, your USL clubs, your MLS clubs, um, with their respective academies. Um, and but then you, a lot of youth soccer is obviously, you know, under eights through under sixteens, under seventeens, um, and that's the club and. The way you know we we were in Australia, like it w- you had a men's team and then you had your youth teams. So you know when I was at Rochdale, like we had at the time I was there, I was fortunate enough to be at a very good club. Um, you know, it was one of the best in the state um, in terms of their men's team and their men's program. So you know they had a men's team, they had a reserves team that was part of the men's team. So they just pull people up if they needed them. Um, you then had your youth team, which was kind of your under 19s. Um, then you had your under 16s and then you had 15s like everything all the way down to under seven so the club was you know you had your youth players obviously but those players you know their games you know youth soccer was in the morning on saturday mornings the you know the first team was what we call them on the men's team their game was at seven o'clock on saturday night so yeah kids are for their own club will go watch you know yeah. players that aren't playing at the professional over there you know semi-pro they're decent a great standard but they're not quite there that kids get to go watch and it's a different environment uh, you know my dad played in the in the bpl the brisbane premier league when he was um a lot younger but uh you know and i'd go watch right like it, it'd be watching his games it'd be you know then he's coaching my team on saturday like it's it's super cool and and you know then you know as i'm growing up like you know my my mom was really heavily involved in you know soccer and we'd be you know, take, she'd take us to games. She'd take us to the men's team game if we were younger, like to go watch them. We'd go watch other teams. Like it's, it's a different environment because we very, we took the very English way of things where I think here takes, it's, 
it's youth soccer and it's youth soccer only, right? Mm-hmm. Like it's it's focused on youth, which is a great thing. There's not like that, but there's a big that, pipeline. Yeah, it's not a big pipeline that. where you're developing because you know, and we had players that you know would play for the men's team and they're getting noticed, right? They yeah. then go be be able to go play, you know, professionally in in you know the A League, which is you know Australia's MLS. Like it's it was a it was a good pipeline to do that and just develop because you're playing at a high standard. Where here it's very much you know. Australia, we didn't have many tournaments either. Like it's very tournament based here as mm-hmm. well, where you have you know, and obviously the weather plays a fact. Um, you know, with obviously it's being very very warm outside right now, <laughs> but uh, you know, with with how the snow is over here, there's times where you, you just can't play outside. Where yeah. Australia, we we you know, even when it's cold, it's it's not as cold as here by any means. You can still go play outside. Um, so that's a different aspect of it as well, but. Um, I mean, just the way it's structured in the development, like Australia, we're very big on, you know, you know, we had representative teams within our club where I know here, like, you know, you have travel teams, which is your club team, right? Mm -hmm. So your club team, you have your ECNL level, which are traveling to showcases ready for college and things like that, um, which is just different. And then with that as well, like, you know, Australia, we don't have the college system like you guys have here, you know, college sports is massive it was a big you know shocker system when i got here to see that but it's not like that in australia like if you're doing if you're playing soccer you're not playing to go to play college you're going to play to try and play you know professionally and you'll study on the side type of thing so yeah it's just a different mindset about how it's done um i know like i said with with social media how everything is now it's now you know more accessible people do think about coming to college in the u.s and doing that like i did you know that's what i did i came to school in the u.s which i you know i loved and yeah, it's just it's just a different uh, mindset about how things go on. So yeah, and I've noticed that kind of in European countries, like yep. they do have more of that, uh, like club model, academy mm-hmm. model, even yep. in different sports though. Where like you're even at an eight year old age, like you're yep. tied into that professional club mm-hmm. already, and yeah. you're just developing in their system, and yep. hopefully you develop well enough that you're going to play for that professional club. So Definitely. I noticed that that's kind of just a consistent European model yeah. um, throughout sports. But, you know, I should have asked this earlier. What's the dominant sport in Australia? Uh, I mean, it'd be... So we have Australian rules um, football, which isn't, it's kind of rugby, basketball, and soccer rolled into one. Uh-huh. That's how I Never how describe it. Yeah, it's, I'm curious. It's huge. I'll show you a video. Um, I mean, yeah, it's huge. Um, uh, that's big, you know, down south and more than, you know, up in Brisbane. Um, but rugby's, rugby's kind of king. Rugby league's king over there. Um, cricket's, in, you know, big soccer at, at youth level is is rivals at all like it has roughly the same amount of kids it's just obviously once you get to the professional level do we have as many yeah. you know, opportunities necessarily not necessarily right yeah. so um but no that'd be yeah i mean it's rugby league uh you know australian rules football um those are huge um and then i mean soccer's soccer's there it's it's definitely you know we we had a good World Cup and we just hosted the uh, Women's World Cup, which went really really well. So you know it's for Australia, it's it's you know capitalizing on that and, and the popularity that it showed and just using but it. But you know whether they do that or not is remains to be seen. So. Yeah, hundred percent. All right, everyone is dying to know here, Liam. <laughs> what is your vision for the soccer program at Valley Sports Academy? Uh, I mean. I, you know, I want, I, I'm very competitive. I want to see us be, you know, the name in this area, right? Like, you know, who do we want to go play for? We want to play for Valley Sports, right? Um, I'm very, 
driven. You know, I want to see players succeed and, and play, like I said, free and have a fun style. And, you know, I want to compete at a high level. So, I mean, I think that's really what it is across all age groups. Can we get to the level where we can compete, you know, in the state level, you know, or nationally as well? Can we get, you know, potentially get to an ECNL level? That may be a while off, but we'll see where we can go, right? Like I'm, you know, very ambitious. I want to see us um, compete at a very high level um, and input, you know, as many programs as possible that can help get us there. Um, so, you know, it's going to be seeing where we're at and what we can, you know, add to what the players currently are experiencing to give them, you know, the best chance possible. Like I said, I want to make it as fun as possible for them so they can enjoy it. Cause if they're not enjoying it, they're not going to keep doing it. Yeah, right. 100%. So, you know, they need to enjoy it, but that doesn't mean, you know, they're not going to be challenged within that as mm -hmm. well. You know, it's going to be a good balance of, you know, they're going to be learning, they're going to be challenging, you know, their bodies, their, their minds and how they can do things. And, but also, you know, hopefully enjoying it while they do it. So yeah, hundred percent. Yeah, I love it. I love it. The vision, the vision is bright for our soccer program here. And I'm very excited. You to, need glasses. It's oh yeah, it's shiny. So. Oh, you might want sunglasses. <laughs> All right, Liam. The last question here. We ask every guest this. Mm -hmm. It's what is your biggest fear? But it's not. We're not talking like spiders and stuff like that. We're like interpersonal. What is your biggest fear? Oh, when you first said fear, I was gonna say heights. I'm not a heights person by any means. Um, Me either. I really don't know. I, I, like I said, I'm a very positive person, so I don't really think of things that I'm, I'm afraid of. I think of things that are, excite me and, and that way. So I'm, you know, I guess I'm shirking your question there. Uh, <laughs> but yeah, I, I really don't know. I mean, I guess it would be, you know, not living up to the billing, not, you know, giving people and helping develop people the right way. Um, that's always something like I, I come in and I want to, you know, help everyone get to where they want to be. And if it, you know, for some people it doesn't happen. It's uh, that obviously, I guess is a fear I'd say, um, because I'm really like, I, you know, coaching, I kick every ball with the players. Like if that makes sense. So, you know, I, I go through everything they go through on the field, on the sideline. Um, because I just live the game. I, I, I love it. Um, and I'd say the biggest, yeah, I'd say the biggest fear then would be just not helping someone the way I said I was going to help them. Um, I believe that's going to be the case because I'm pretty confident I follow through on most things. Um, but that would probably be the biggest one. Um, yeah, kind of not living up to like an yeah, expectation. Yeah, exactly. Because I'm, I'm very, you know, proud of my word. I stand by it. Like I'm not going to just say I'm going to do something without doing it. Um, so I'd say that would be probably the fear is, yeah, not living up to what I'm saying. But for the most part, I think I do. So Yeah, absolutely. I would agree so yeah. far with the little time we've gotten to know each other. That was like yeah. a therapy session. I know. You didn't even know what you were going to say, and you just talked right I through just, it. Bam. I think that's a, <laughs> I think that's such a common fear, though, is people mm -hmm. you know, fear not living up to the expectation or the standard yeah. that they're trying to set. So Definitely. I think that's something I could, I could personally align with as well. Definitely. But, Liam, I just want to thank you for taking the, taking the risk to come into Valley Sports Academy where – we're still a relatively new startup here. Our soccer program is young, eager. We're looking to grow. We're looking to develop and create the most competitive uh, soccer program here in Wisconsin and potentially the nation at some point. So yeah, definitely. thank you for joining us here at Valley Sports Academy. I'm very excited to see what you're going to do with your vision for the soccer program and work alongside of you. And also thank you for carving out some time to join the, the unfiltered game plan here with VSA today. Yeah, absolutely. It was, uh, it was cool being on and, you know, getting to chat and 
you know, it's, I'm I'm excited to be here. Like, like I said, day one, I was I was on the field as quickly as possible. So, um, yeah, it's gonna it's gonna be a good time. I'm excited. Uh, you know, Wisconsin has been great so far, and I look forward to obviously being here a long time. So the Cheesehead State, Cheesehead State, yeah, for sure. I've already had some cheese. So good work. <laughs> Proud of you. Proud of you. All right, listeners, thank you so much for tuning in with us on the Unfiltered Game Plan. We interviewed our director of soccer, Liam Nevin, and I'm going to hit you with a good day, mate. <laughs> I should have started with that, huh? Yeah, I, I forgot. I did it on my hot take. I was kind of made to, but no. Plenty, plenty of time for more. Yeah, definitely. We'll get plenty of things out. So. All right. Thank you all. Have a great day.